You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Friday, March 26th, and Art Rudy II spoke to Pittsburgh media yesterday, saying a lot. We're going to cover all the things he said, and I say we because we got Jenna Harner back on the show. She's here to do the show with us from Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. Going to be a great show with her. Remember, subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Radio.com, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you will get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get into it. So it feels like it's been too long that we've had Jenna Harner on the podcast. We didn't have her last week. We had John Ledger. He did a great job. He's the man and all that. But Jenna Harner's back. She's fresh off vacation. Jenna, I just it's it's so glad to have you back on the podcast. How you feeling after getting your, your week out and, and not having to deal with cold Pittsburgh, but then it became warm Pittsburgh when you came back. I, I just would like to say to everybody, you're welcome. I brought <laughs> this weather back, so this was all me. So I just brought some of the sunshine back with me. Yeah, she, um, you went so. to Florida and brought the Florida heat. So uh, I'm thanking you as a person who prefers hot weather. Um, but let's get right into the main topics. Um, uh, Our second spoke to Pittsburgh media on Thursday. A lot of things said there, but... I'm on the top of things here, and you guys know I'm a big X's and O's guy, big football talk guy, but I got to acknowledge the fact that he said we're probably getting – we're getting a full capacity of fans back, and St. Vincent College training camp will be back. Jenna, those are two huge deals. You haven't been able to see either of those since you came to the Pittsburgh market. It's crazy. It is wild to think, and it's just – it's so exciting to hear that that is potentially the way that things are trending. Obviously, you know – I think we just keep hearing everything's and obviously not like getting political in the sense of, you know, just terms of vaccinations and things along those lines. But with what's happening with more people getting vaccinated, more people being safer against COVID, this is a strong possibility. And I think this is what a lot of the players, I mean, we heard, especially towards the end of the season, we heard the toll that this was taking on players where, you know, in the beginning when they were without fans, it was like, okay, we can adjust to this. It's a whole different thing. They're very good at that. But we we've seen how much fans can really impact. And obviously we saw, you know, when they allowed, I'm trying to remember what the number even was. It was like 4,400, those first couple games. And then kind of as things progressed throughout the season, but just the fact that they can return to some sense of normalcy. I think this is what everybody has been long waiting for. And this is something to get excited about knowing that in the next, you know, couple months here, this is, there is the potential for this to happen. Absolutely. And and that's huge because I mean, I can tell you as a person who, you know, I've covered high school football, I've played high school football in Pittsburgh. You know, when you get to the championships, you get to play at Heinz Field. And when you get on that field, even when there's like 2000 people in the stands, if they're yelling, it's hard to hear. Like you're sitting around like, oh, OK, what what did he say? OK, what would you say? Ah, get, just give me the signal. Like that's that's the struggle when there's 80,000 fans and they're screaming their, their heads off. 
that's a it, it is very difficult for offenses to do and that's one of those those home field advantages that we that people talk about when you say well it's just it's just another football field it that stuff really impacts because they'll be they can be quiet for their offense and be really loud for the other team's offense and that can that can mess up communication that can mess up timing that can put you know nerves on edge and that's an advantage i mean especially with steelers fans who not only here but in other stadiums can make a difference for opponents and and the Steelers have said as much now sometimes they can seem as sort of glorified like just hey we're just you know this is them giving team speak but it really does have an impact on the game yeah and I'm going to be honestly really intrigued too to see how the rookies from last year Mm, react to this I mean we heard towards the end of the season when I talked with Alex Highsmith he was so he's so excited for the opportunity for this to finally happen and I think Hearing, you know, obviously Chase Claypool's played in front of packed stadiums, but for some of these other guys, their college experiences were full, but nothing to the extent of what Heinz Field is and what it's going to be. And I would also like to say that as someone who hasn't experienced it, I'm going to be very excited <laughs> to hear the, you know, to hear Renegade in full. It was crazy. Everyone, you know, in the press box when they played it the couple times that they did, there were games and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. There were games that didn't even play renegade. And I was like, wait a second. I thought this was the thing. This is what the Steelers do at Heinz field. Uh, So I'm definitely uh, really looking forward to that, but it is going to be interesting to see how excited and amped up the rookies get. And I think for so many of us too, we haven't experienced something like that in well over a year. And it's going to be something that, I think a lot of people are going to really, really, really be looking forward to. And that home opener is just going to be absolutely electric if this is the way that things continue to trend. No, I agree entirely. And on top of that, there's also the the, the St. Vincent College experience. You know, Jenna, you know, you were here and they did training camp at Heinz Field. But St. Vincent College, it's a completely different atmosphere. You're at this very small college with nothing around it. And it isolates the team. And it also gives fans a sense, a chance to feel like, hey, we're with this team. You know, and last year was the first year since like 19, I want to say 70 or 1969, that they haven't done it at St. Vincent College. And it's a tradition. I, I, I'm going to sound like the masses. It's a tradition, mm-hmm. like unlike any other. Uh, but but it's a tradition unlike any other with fans every year. They're like, you know, St. Vincent College, you book you book your, t- your time to go as a, as a group of, as a family. You hang, I mean, my family did it growing up. And when you go there, the kids get to play in the little games area. Then you go when the Steelers practice, you watch that. And then if you get in the right spot in the right line, who knows whose autograph you could get that day. All of that was gone this year. It's special for the players, not just on the appreciation of getting the fans, but also for getting to build that chemistry with each other when there's nobody else but you and the people watching you there. Yeah, and it's just been such a year without that connection among, you know, the teammates themselves and fans with those players. I mean, I think it's something that we've missed out on so much as just a general public. I mean, I say we, and I mean, all of us, not just Steelers fans, but you know, this year has been so trying for so many of us and just having those little moments of connection with somebody where, you know, a young, you know, football player from the area who looks up to Chase Claypool, like no other gets to see his idol there, maybe get that autograph. I mean, I think we, you know, appreciate those things. We're going to appreciate those things so much more considering the year plus we went without those types of things. 
Absolutely, absolutely. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, there's more things that Art Rooney talked about, specifically about what has to happen on the field. We'll get into what that was right after this. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner, Channel 11, WPXI. Jenna, so the other thing that Art Rooney, well, he talked about a few things, but another thing he said, he talked about the Steelers are still emphasizing getting back into the run game. He said, quote, he doesn't want the Steelers to ever rank dead last in the league and rushing again. Now, reasonable response by a few fans that I've seen on, on social media is, so you've said this before. What does that really mean? There's never any real real punishment behind it or like push behind it. Well, you can't say that no more because the offensive line coach is gone. The offensive coordinator is gone. Um, and it does seem like they've told Ben, hey, you're taking a step back. You're, you're taking a pay cut. We're making some moves here. And they're clearing out cap space now. We're still waiting for a move to happen. But it does seem like, hey, there's going to be a change in emphasis here. And I fully do expect an offensive lineman and a running back to be among the team's top picks this in this draft. And that's exactly what Art Rooney II said. He said, I think it's something the coaches are focused on. We'll be looking for ways to improve in the draft. So the fact that he said that they're honing in on a running back in the draft. I mean, we know what this draft class in terms of running backs has available, potentially guys that could be there at that 24th pick. So it is going to be exciting to see who they do target if they are going to go with one of those explosive guys like Anaje Harris in the first round, or if they're going to go offensive line early on and find kind of a uh, gem in one of the later rounds, which I know that there is definitely going to be, but it is going to be, I feel like I keep saying this when I chat with different people, but it is going to be very interesting to see what this Steelers offense looks like next year and how much of it will be Matt Canada's influence, how much of it will be Ben's influence, how much they are going to look to go to the run game. And I think we're going to see it a lot more because they know that's an area that they absolutely need to correct. I mean, I feel like we heard Mike Tomlin talk about it. We asked him about it pretty much every every single Tomlin Tuesday from, you know, probably the fourth or fifth game in the season on. Um, And, you know, as the season progressed, we heard him say, you know, we need to address it. And they never seemed to do that. They never seemed to figure out the solution to get the run game going. So it is going to be really interesting just to kind of see the dynamics and how dominoes fall here and where the Steelers do end up getting these guys and how they utilize them, what this offense really looks like. Because again, we heard 
heard you say they don't want to be last in the league ever again. And this time it's like, okay, you can say that all you want, but you have to back that up. And I think this year they're going to at least address it and hope that situationally they'll be able to do that. I agree. Like this is one, you know, it's different. You know, generally again, you got here in March and for the past, I'd say three years, well, since Le'Veon Bell left, running the football hasn't been the thing of the Steelers. They've been hoping to win with their talented receiving core, with Ben Roethlisberger, and with creating turnovers and sacks on defense. And as much as, as talented as they were in those groups, they recognize that you still got to be able to run the football. And one of the few things, well, one of the, well, not one of the few things, but one of the things that has always been Pittsburgh Steeler football has been running the football. There hasn't been a year where they've won a Super Bowl and they haven't been able to run the ball, whether it was Willie Parker or Jerome Bettis or Franco Harris. Either way, they were pounding you with the ball. And even if that wasn't the best part of their offense, they were still able to hurt you with it. And this year, they early on, yeah, sure, but that faded away and they realized they can't have that fade. It has to be an absolute facet of the offense from week one to week 16. And we saw teams, they were really quickly able to figure out this offense as soon as they realized that this was not going to be a Steelers team that was going to rely on the run. And we saw the offense, as we saw in the second half of the season, become so one-dimensional and that can't happen, especially you want to be a Super Bowl contender. Well, here's the thing. You're not, your defense has a lot more holes than they anticipated, uh, you know, coming into this free agency period. So you're not entirely, you have issues to address there. You're not just specifically focused on the defense being able to force you those turnovers to get the offense going when the run game isn't going. This is something that they desperately are going to have to address uh, moving forward. And if they want to, you know, be above a 500 team this season. Right. I agree entirely that it has to be part of what they do. And, and honestly, I mean, I thought last year it should have been, I, you know, one thing I said before last year even started, I was like, this has to be a balanced offense. You know, they have to come in because I, as a person, again, I'm not a person that thinks that either Ben sucks or Ben is the greatest thing of all time. I've always been a person that says he's very talented. He's a first ballot hall of famer, but he has his limitations and how you help those limitations is you give him a running game. And I thought early on they were finding various ways to do that. And I think it's cool when you can coax over not having a primary running back who can carry the ball like that. But those days are over. Yeah, unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or someone that's super elite at quarterback, you need a playmaker in the backfield. And I really think that this is a chance. This is this is an NFL draft where they have that chance right in front of them. I could not agree more. Again, we know that the prospects are, you know, pretty solid at that running back position, whether they get a guy in the first round or uh, one of the later rounds for sure. Uh, they're going to need him, them, that guy to make an impact uh, it, almost immediately. But again, that also starts with the offensive line, as you mentioned too, where, you know, they have some issues that they want to address there. You got to protect the quarterback. You got to be able to block in order to create those running lanes that we didn't see a lot of this season. Absolutely. We'll be talking a lot about that over the next few weeks. Heck, we've already been talking about a lot of, about creating on the offensive line, creating out of the backfield. Those will be huge talking points going into the season and how the Steelers can change up the pace of that. But there's another thing that we want to talk about, about the future of this team. And it's revolving around one specific player. We'll talk about who that player was that Rudy mentioned right after this. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. 
That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, the other person or the other, you know, the, the really big topic that I think that struck me the most was the fact that Art Rooney II talked about T.J. Watt and the priority of resigning him. And the quote was, we, you know, we're certainly going to try. T.J. has another year in his contract. Uh, we look at him as a key player in our future. I can assure you we're going to do everything we can to keep him on the roster. I mean, Jenna... You know, Ben Roethlisberger has been such a focal point of the Steelers for so long, and they've had, but they've had their guys over the years where it's been Troy Polamalu or James Harrison. You know, they've had guys who have been the kind of a face of the team type of guy who's been the, or, or like an ultimate playmaker. And it does look like with the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger seeming imminent, that TJ Watt would be that next face of the team. You know, maybe it's Cam Hayward because he's been the, he's the elder, he'll be the elder statesman once Ben leaves. But TJ has been a runner up in the uh, defensive MVP voting for two straight years. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, he's on his fifth year option. The Steelers want to work it out so they can, they can sign him and keep him long term. But it seems to me that it should be a priority, not just for that, but because. Every year that goes by, there's going to be more defensive players that sign mega contracts and give TJ Watt more arguments within negotiations, say boost my number higher as far as how much you pay me. Yeah, and he absolutely deserves all of the money and more that the Steelers are going to hopefully potentially pay him when it's time to do so just because of the impact he makes. And I mean, you can look at TJ Watt on the field and there's so much to talk about in terms of what he's able to do, the dynamic plays that he creates, the way he gets after opposing quarterbacks. I mean, we've seen that, but on top of all of that, the guy that he is in the locker room is so crucial. And that's going to be a big piece for this organization mm-hmm. moving forward, especially when you do potentially lose a guy like Ben, when some of these other veterans do move on, you're they're going to be looking to guys like TJ to be able to fill that role. And he does such a good job of it. I mean, there's always those athletes that you look at that are like you are the pinnacle of a role model. And TJ Watt lives and breathes that. He is that type of player on and off the field, as cliche as that sounds. That is exactly the guy he is. And the Steelers desperately need to keep a guy like that. I'm not saying this as if they're going to get rid of him by any means or he's going to go somewhere else, but this absolutely is a huge priority of theirs moving forward. Um, and you know, there will be that money next year. I think everyone keeps looking at this year and it's like, oh, everybody's so handcuffed. Next year will be a big different story, but at the same time, Watt is going to be asking for money that he deservedly is going to get, especially depending on what he does this season and the numbers he could potentially put up. 
Agreed. There's going to be a lot of consideration for what he does this year, too, because every year that he's played, he has increased his sack total. He's shown different pass rush moves to be included in that. And you, you just see, like, he's not slowing down. Um, and, and that's the big thing that I think with TJ Watt is that he, he's been on a steady incline. And when you see that, and when you're on a steady incline and you're, and you're one of the best players in the NFL, that's scary for opponents. And it's also scary to the negotiation table because they're like, all right, how do we compensate this guy? Now, the thing that's on the Steelers' side is that with Ben Roethlisberger about to retire, they will have a chance to make another person the highest paid player on the team and emphasize the defense, which is definitely the next era of their football is you got to emphasize defense, emphasize run game. And whether it's a rookie or a vet that you just bring in on a free agency or trade for to be the quarterback, you know, you need a guy who's going to just manage the team and let the rest of the team win. And TJ Watt is absolutely a pillar type of player here that the Steelers can build around. And like you said, there also needs to be new leadership in this team. One thing that I think TJ has kind of not stepped into that is that leadership role yet because there've been those elder statesmen. Vince Williams often led the linebacker group on the field. Cam Hayward been the face of the defense for, you know, most of the last decade. Uh, um, you know, you look, you look at that, but now TJ, he's, res- it seems like he respects that, but people respect him. And that's what the Steelers need to get more out of is that respect on and off the field. And we already did see a little bit of it this year with Alex Highsmith. I mean, when we talked with the rookie all the time, we heard, you know, he talks to Bud, he talks to TJ, he picks their brains all the time. So the relationship that Highsmith and TJ Watt have already is a special one, but I think you're seeing that new wave again. There is going to be this year, probably more guys brought in on the defensive side next year. Kind of it's that continuous process through the free agency period, through draft through drafting that you see these guys look up to these types of players as TJ Watt did to guys like Vince Williams and like Cam Hayward. So it's kind of that obvious progression, uh, you know, as you move forward in the league itself, but that is definitely going to be something that is so important in that locker room moving forward. And I, I think a lot of fans already love TJ Watt so much. And this is a guy that they want to be in Pittsburgh and they want to be able to look at as, the face of the franchise or one of the faces again like you said there could be other guys like cam those types of players as well but uh when you mentioned the Steelers especially when you mentioned their defense you're talking about TJ Watt as a big part of that absolutely and Jenna you know when we're talking about TJ Watt we're also talking about a guy who has developed himself in the NFL you know like again I've said this a lot of times in this podcast but when I cut when I was watching him in his first rookie training camp and in that, especially in that night practice, you saw him not have a diverse, diverse move, uh, you know, set of, of pass rush moves. And then he worked with James Harrison on it and he developed a few more. But then by his second year, he had several pass rush moves in his uh, in his repertoire. And now and now now he has he, he's not only has them, but he's learned how to use them against each other to say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to set up for a rip move and then go into a spin move which forces offensive tackles say, ah, wait, I thought he was here. Now he's there. Uh, And that's something that he can help in Alex Highsmith with, who already has shown that he can do multiple pass rush moves. That's something that, that's what real leaders do. You know, Heinz Ward, when he came to the Steelers receiving core, 
that it was, you know, it was, yeah, it was full of the Troy Edwards of the Charles Johnsons. And it, it was trying to figure things out, but he established an identity. You know, when you came to Pittsburgh, you know, outside of Plaxico Burrs, you blocked like Antoine Randall became a blocking wide receiver on top of his being able to be a playmaker wide receiver. And there was that, just that, that identity of Steelers receivers, like, Hey, we're physical, we're nasty and we fight and we score touchdowns. And yeah. that, established a tone that lasted all the way into like the early 2010s when Heinz Heinz Ward was starting to come out of his prime and then you saw Antonio Brown take over that was a whole nother thing but that's something that I think that that Heinz establishes like hey I'm going to push you and me at the same time and I get the sense I mean with the way that J.J. Watt carried himself and the way that T.J. has shown deference to the leadership on the Steelers defense I get the sense he's ready to step into that role and knows how to do those things. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to, again, be a player that everybody has their eyes on for sure. But it is so interesting to watch a player like TJ Watt continue to grow and continue in that progression because so many people look at him and say, he's already at the top of his level. And it's scary to think that there's still so much more that I'm sure he personally wants to get to uh, and accomplish. But knowing that the ceiling is so high for him regardless of where he's already at, which again, is that incredibly high level of play. Absolutely. Jenna, thanks so much for being on. Uh, we always appreciate your time and, and your, your, your insights here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Please let people know where they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Well, first I want to give you a birthday shout out from <laughs> earlier this week. So happy birthday, Chris Carter, everybody on Locked on, please do the same if you didn't already. Um, but you can, uh, find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, uh, Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner, uh, on WPXI, we're doing a bunch of stuff. It's crazy to think the draft is coming up. The trade deadline for the NHL is coming up opening day for baseball, uh, less than a week away. Uh, it's next Thursday. So there's just so much happening, but it, it does feel really exciting that, uh, there's so many sports happening. Whereas this time last year, we all know it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty quiet. Um, so definitely excited to have that, but we have a ton of stuff going on. Uh, definitely join us for that. Absolutely. Do join Jenna and them for that. They do a great job there. As always, you can follow me, Chris Carter on Twitter at Carter Cheeks. And yes, it was my birthday Thursday on March 25th. Uh, I entered the age of Franco Harris. So I'm 32 years old now. Um, so that's, uh, that's going to be interesting. I'm, doing i'm trying my best to enjoy it here in pittsburgh while my second pandemic birthday but you know we're we're, we're doing the doggone thing we're doing the doggone thing thanks to, to everyone a lot of you wished me a happy birthday in the facebook group so thank you so much if you want to join the locked on steelers facebook group just go to facebook search locked on steelers ask to join the group you'll, you'll be in there in no time um again follow me on instagram and twitter at carter critiques uh see my work on dk pittsburgh sports.com covering the steelers and both pit and pit football and pit basketball and if you are enjoying the show please leave a review um uh on 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 apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can leave a review with five stars and a positive comment doing so really helps out the show and you'll get a shout at the end of the show like this one says great podcast this is from jah uh, 96 my go-to source for staying updated with local Steelers news from Europe love Chris's football knowledge how he embodies the Steelers way of handling business and of course the many different guests keep up the great work thank you uh, JH 96 really appreciate you giving that review all the way from Germany get your shout out at the end of the show by leaving your own five-star review thanks again Jenna for being on we'll be back in your ear next week for mock draft Monday get those picks in the only way you can do that is by hit me up on Twitter or going to the Locked on Steelers uh, Facebook group.